Fair skies tonight. Sunshine coming back at us tomorrow. Looks like really decent weather at the beginning of the week. Not bad the second half of it, but by then it's a chance some widely scattered showers to return. Today, tomorrow, sunshine and a bit more clouds. Still fair conditions on Wednesday. A little warmer, too, each day. Today's 60-ish goes down to lows of the lower to upper 40s tonight, followed by a sunny day tomorrow. Our highs tomorrow in the upper 60s. 60s again Wednesday with a partly cloudy sky. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Front and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. are here the food show five five six nine six nine six is the number tom is um well i don't know getting his coffee maybe or something anyway uh we're starting the show tom you want to join us five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us we'd love to talk to you about food that's all that's all the show has been about for 33 years almost coming up on 33 years this year if you, uh, today is Martin Luther King Day, so a lot of things are closed. Um, I don't think a lot of restaurants are closed necessarily, but um, we would love to talk to you anyway. Tom, yeah. come sit and do the show. How about it? Okay, so we had a meal over the weekend that was interesting. And um, I have to say that Tom... Mm-hmm. as you know, has been saying for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. don't go to new restaurants. Even if a new restaurant is an old restaurant with a new location, it's still a new restaurant. And I have uh, sort of ignored that advice for many, many years, but I have to conclude, Tom, that you are correct that that is the case. That is definitely the case, and it was certainly the case over the weekend when we went to the new Marcello, which is actually Marcello, but um, it was uh, it was disappointing. And that's not fair because it's been a rough year and all, but just from judging by the experience, if you didn't know all of those things, it was... It was about 40% of what it was on the, at the St. Charles location. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on. I'm glad we went. I was really excited to go. Maybe that's it. You know, it's all about your expectations. 
But I would say that the expectations really didn't have that much to do with the overall experience. It was okay, is pretty much the whole thing. Today is the anniversary of Keith Young's Steakhouse. Is it really? Yeah, mm -hmm. Gosh, opened in 2005 happen? in Madisonville. I didn't hear anything about that or else I would have gone over there and shook his mind and uh, smile on his face and generally enjoy both of us will would have a nice feeling about it. He's one of the really great places. He in is the one of the greats. Okay, now Tom, if it opened in 2005, it must have opened in the late fall of 2005. Because <clears throat> 2005 was Katrina year. Yeah. So you don't have an actual month that it opened, but um, it must have been probably October, November, or maybe even December of 2005. But that's the date you have here, 2005 in Madisonville. Keith Young opened the steakhouse. He was part of the family that opened Young Steakhouse in Slidell many years ago. He struck out on his own, opened a restaurant with a similar menu to the one at the original place, but in a much more attractive building. That is for sure. It's one of the handsomest restaurants on the North Shore and still is. He has added dining rooms at a bigger bar, expanded the menu. It's just a great place. It's one of our absolute and favorites anywhere. <clears throat> one of we, our favorites anywhere. This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the Food Show. That's uh, the basic program here. Uh, with Food. a few other That's ideas, right. and if you come visit with us, you'll get of them in your mind and pocket, and, and then we'll all work together and enjoy the pleasure of all of this. There's plenty of it. You can always move Yes, there's a lot to talk about food, particularly in New Orleans, because that's what we do. We like food. This is also the anniversary in 1943 of... This is the, the banning. All right, let's just, I'll just read it. 15 years after the creation of pre-sliced bread, the wonder of wonder bread. Tom, is that is that the story behind wonder bread, that they were pre-slicing it? I don't understand how you get white bread, especially the kind of white bread that you get in the store. How that is done in any way that makes it okay. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if you handle white bread, yeah. Now maybe when it just comes out of the oven, obviously that must be it. If it's just come out of the oven, uh, and it's sat long enough to to cool, but doesn't get any older than that, then I guess the, when the serrated knives go through, you can make a clean cut, but. I can't make a clean cut on white bread ever. What? Well, we all have programs like that. I might have my share. Uh, so uh, I remember the time I was into the my face. Boys, the sandwiches. We're talking not uh, as much as the actual getting down there on your knees and trying to figure out how to put something in a pack and wrap it up. What else goes in there? You know, such things as that. But a really important thing, which I find is a very very vexing sort of issue, and that is when uh, the quality of the bread in a poor boy sandwiches, and <clears throat> this uh, uh, needs requires the presence of some very nice, uh, very even. Between. Did you have a poor boy at Lola? 
What? Did you have a poor boy at Lola? Yes, we did. You had a poor boy at Lola? Yeah, and it was terrific. What kind of a poor boy did you have there? Uh, what did they have there? Let's see. They Tom, I can't believe you got a sandwich at Lola. What? Tom went out to lunch with Mary Lee today, and I was shocked to hear that they went to Lola, <clears throat> which is a place I can never get Tom to go to, no you matter know, how they, many times I beg. They have uh, changed a lot. No, they haven't. Lola's. <laughs> and, uh, no, they haven't. Huh? What? No, they haven't. Anyway, go ahead. How did you wind up suggesting that Mary Lee was shocked herself that you suggested Lola? With what? Our daughter was yeah. shocked that uh -huh. you suggested Lola to yeah. her for uh -huh. lunch today. Yeah. Because you don't like Lola at lunch. Oh, me? And the reason you don't like Lola at lunch <clears throat> is that you insist on getting sandwiches with the focaccia bread that you don't like. But if they were doing a poor boy, and I find that hard to believe, uh, they do use other buns for certain things. Like that great chicken sandwich they have is on a brioche bun. Their burger's on a brioche. I've been eating these things since I was a million years old. And the, uh, <laughs> I think you are a million yeah, years old. Yeah, go check it out. It's really <laughs> I think on February 6th, you are actually going to be a million years old, Tom. Go ahead. But anyway, uh, the, the bread part of it, is I find very un unusual and hard to figure out. Uh, it would help for me if I would cut off these. Uh, these. <laughs> All right, Tom. It, it, it's uh, you'd have it's to see hard, it Yeah, to you would have to. It's one of those things where uh, you would have to have a webcam and thank God we good. don't. You have a webcam and thank God we don't. Back to the original thing I started on was about pre-sliced bread. Fifteen years after the creation of pre-sliced bread. Mm -hmm. Today, in 1943, the federal government banned its sale, mm -hmm. a measure that remained in place until the end of the war. Bread slicing machinery used mm -hmm. metal needed for the war effort, so its yeah. manufacture was taken out of the market and its use restricted. Bakeries issued mm -hmm. instructions to consumers on how best to slice their bread. In most interesting instructions, they were to lay off, lay the loaf on its sides, the bottom facing you. Hmm. Yeah. You were wondering if this gave rise to pan bread, the thickly sliced white bread they use at Casamento's and nowhere else that you can think of. It's just regular white bread cut manually end to end instead of crosswise. Toasted and buttered and covered with fried oysters, it becomes the oysters will be the best great. of all mm -hmm. of that. The oysters is what my Yeah, Casamento's has a really unique approach to things. It's the one, and, uh, it's the it's place, it's the people. Doing it over 100 years. Increase in everything. All right, let us take a break. 5569696, we'll be right back. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Because it's just a little chilly and probably very sunny, probably a lot like today. 
556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you about food. I want to tell you first about Norjo. Norjo is a lovely little emporium, kind of like the one you would find in Rome. It's a little small place. It's got some really eclectic things there. They import from mostly Italy, but a couple of other places too. It's a great place to find specific Italian wines. They do takeout food. This is the place you will find the best muffalata on the South Shore. The incredible Lindy little meatball sandwich with pesto mayo and um, cheese and Genoa salami, Genoa salami. Doesn't sound like something divine, but when it's pressed in a uh, pressed with ciabatta in a panini, <clears throat> it's absolutely extraordinary. Don't miss that sandwich. On Fridays, they have uh, a cheese wheel where they do pasta in the corner of Norjo's, and you can pick up freshly made for you right there pasta. They have a bakery that bakes Italian goodies. This is where you'll find that perfect olive oil that's going to kick up your Italian cooking more than a few notches. It's Norjo on Frisco Avenue, 505 Frisco. Look about half a block off of the intersection of the railroad tracks and Metairie Road. That's Frisco. I mean, that's Frisco. That's 505 Frisco. It is Norjo. The phone number is 833-9240. <clears throat> we have had sort of a scramble to get the show on. Tom has been out all morning. And, did? Mm -hmm, what yeah, happened? And uh, arrived at about 159. So we're sort mm -hmm. of... Uh, behind in getting on the show today but no matter we would love to talk to you five five six nine six nine six we know you're off today so there's no reason for you not to call if you call and have not called before and tell us something absolutely fascinating i have a book for you you tell can us. choose what it is what's it called <clears throat> it's it could be anything i've got like eight of them eight of them mm-hmm Wow, you can choose what it, what it is, and I will send it out to you. Also, I'm trying to figure out a way to send to the studio. Henry, are you all? Um, if 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 I were if I was to send like a bunch of things to the studio for people to pick up, is that something that's doable in COVID world right now? Well, if not I, my world. If I had to guess, but, probably not. Okay, okay, because <clears throat> we got a shipment today of something called sucrin, mm -hmm. which is a um, sugar substitute of the natural variety. And we'll use a little bit of that because Tom is always into new sugars, but I don't do Shiggers? sugar. <clears throat> sugar? Who knew you know has sugar in but, it? <laughs> Sometimes I just want to break down and laugh or cry, and it's just a—it's like a flip of a coin as to which one it is. I just—I don't really know. Today, oh, Peter Jenkins is in your almanac today. Do you remember Peter Jenkins, Tom? He figures prominently in our family history. Run, run that by me again. Peter Jenkins figures prominently in our family history. 
I just one more. Many one years more. ago, many years ago, yeah. when I was just starting out as a producer at WWL mm-hmm. on yeah, the Ken time. Sasso show at five thirty in the morning. If it were still around, but there's he interviewed no <clears throat> he interviewed um, a guy who had written a book called A Walk Across America. It's like late seventies. And I was absolutely riveted by the story because the story is about this guy who was, um, you know, grew up in the Northeast, uh, a young man of privilege and, um, and didn't know what to do with himself upon college graduation. So he decided to walk the Appalachian trail and he started to, um, do a chronology of it in he started to serialize the book in national geographic and he or or maybe he just started writing in national geographic and then it became the book and i was absolutely fascinated because i lived a sheltered life that someone would put some shoes on get his dog and just walk the entire length of america and i wasn't a host then i was just listening to it and I was fascinated by Peter Jenkins and all things having to do with the walk across America. So fast forward, uh, let's see, actually that would have been really only about 10 years. And he had gotten not one, but two other books. Cause he, he walked, uh, from new England He walked from, I'm trying to think of where he walked the Appalachian Trail first and then he did the walk west. But when he came down to New Orleans, he got married and then he walked to the west and then he came back and he did a book called um, Along the Edge of America that Tom was actually in. There was a chapter in there about you, Tom. And so this is how Peter Jenkins figures into... This is how he figures into um, our family history. The day that Mary Lee was born, I got up to go to the bathroom and then I had my first contraction. And I hadn't heard or seen or anything about Peter Jenkins in 10 years. And so, and I didn't really pay that much attention to what Tom was doing. I was doing my thing. You know, I have a kid, the the first child here and, and Tom was doing his thing. And, and so I said, what do you, I said, oh, you know, I just had the first contraction. What, what's on your schedule today? And he said, lunch with Peter Jenkins. And I popped my head out of the bathroom and I went, mm. the Peter Jenkins, have the you, Peter Jenkins. Have you read that book? <clears throat> I've read all of his books. Isn't and so a terrific book. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said, the, the guy who wrote the book and I said, oh my gosh, well, you have to keep that. I don't even care if I'm having a baby you have to go to lunch with Peter Jenkins. So um, as it turned out, um, we kind of all went together because I I wound up having to go to the hospital shortly after that. Like within the hour, we were on our way to the hospital. And then the contraction stopped. And so I insisted that Tom keep his lunch with Peter Jenkins. So they went to Bozo's and I was sitting in the car in the back seat with Jude, who was three at the time, and I was 
having a baby. <laughs> but I wasn't having a baby at that particular moment. For some reason, the contraction stopped long enough for time to have lunch at Bozo's with Peter Jenkins. And Peter and his wife came out and we chatted for a while as I'm sitting in the car in labor, which was an incredibly weird thing. But then we've had an incredibly weird What's life. What's weird without that? <clears throat> yeah, well, hmm? anyway, shortly after... Uh, they had lunch about 2.30, the contraction started again, and then we went back to uh, we went back to the hospital, and then they turned me away again, and then I almost had the baby, I keep saying, at New Orleans, hamburger and seafood, because I was breathing mm -hmm. through contractions. Then we came home, and then we went back later, because I have very long labors. I have like 24-hour labors. You know, uh, those <clears throat> kinds of places, which we've had scattered around New Orleans and uh -huh. everywhere else for that matter, are really <laughs> great if you have a, a post or a, a, a dead, dead type for something that is really loaded on the side. Like uh, in the case of the, what was it, did you say, the I have no idea, but I'll tell you what I'm thinking right now, Tom. You know what I'm thinking? No. I'm thinking that every day when I say to people, tell a friend about the show, I'm really hoping that right now someone that has been told about the show is not listening at this moment or for any of this show so far. <laughs> I'm really hoping that, like really, really a lot. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. I went off on a lengthy tangent about that. But I guess this goes back to um I don't I don't really know what this is about Peter Jenkins, but he's in your mm -hmm. almanac today. Yeah. And whenever I think about Peter Jenkins, I think immediately of that. <clears throat> Which you probably don't remember. I sure do. He, but he I'll bet you he does. Something like eight, something like eight books. <laughs> I'll bet you he does. Uh, He's probably not had too many meetings or interviews for a book where the person's wife is sitting in the parking lot in labor. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, that whole area seemed like... Mm -hmm. Pretty well, strange. The whole area was ready for uh, yes. lots of those sorts of things. It, for Bozos, it didn't close for a couple of years after that, but that was... Uh, he was really into uh, seafood, <clears throat> and he was most impressed with his visit My at Yugla exactly. Stitches. Yeah. The Edible Dictionary word of the day today is brought to you by Dorignex, which is one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, as Food and Wine has dubbed it. Today's Edible Dictionary word is snow peas. Mm -hmm. Not you, a big fan of like snow about? peas. What's your I'm, I'm not a big fan favorite, of snow peas. Uh, such things. Uh, my favorite snow pea? What? Bees, I thought I heard you heard, or peas. Snow peas. Peas, okay. Snow peas. <laughs> what is all this laughing? I'm laughing because Henry, who apparently I can't hear, has texted me to say that Steve from oh, Madisonville is on the line. Okay. So now, in addition to all of the weirdness that has already occurred in this show, I am now stressed trying to figure out if this is the real Steve or the second Steve? So let's just go to Steve and see who it is. Yes. <clears throat> Steve? How are you Steve. doing today, Tom and Marianne? <laughs> okay, so this is Steve number two. Steve Hi, Steve. Number two. No, it's, st it's still me. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you know the story? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do Do you understand well, what we're talking? I remember one time when I called in, you said the Twilight Zone came because it wasn't the same Steve. <laughs> no, I, but I we have that. a long-standing Steve. We have a long-standing Steve from uh, Mandeville. And when he said Steve, I I said, okay, that doesn't sound like Steve. Anyway, it's a, it's a long story. So, hi, Steve from Madisonville. How are y'all doing? Is, uh, oh, it's really thank right you along. for... I want to thank y'all for rescuing. Uh, uh, as as I finish up getting getting the condo ready to ready to sell, and and I finally am getting a little adventuresome since since my wife has died. Is uh, some friends of mine wanted if I wanted to go eat, and they wanted to try out Lucy's Where You At in Mandeville, and we got Liz's. It's Liz's Where You At. Liz's, that's it. I'm sorry. Liz's. Okay. So we got there, and they had cars on the side of the road. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's a phenom. So they said, well, we don't have a second place to go. And I said, Marianne said you have to try the new uh, Pat Gallagher's place on the oh. front. And we went down there, and we had one of the best meals and lunches that we've had in a long time oh fantastic good good i want to thank you you saved the outing and (laughs) and, you know for some i can't see i'm blind and the stairs were very convenient with the height of the rail i noticed that i went wow this is no hassle at all. It was, it, it, it is my feet. Well, they have an elevator, right? you know, they have an elevator. All right, Steve, you got to hold on for a second. We're going to stay, stay right there. We'll be right back. Bottom of the hour news time from the Louisiana Radio Network. Stay there. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. 174 Louisiana National Guard soldiers and airmen have been sent to Washington, D.C., to help bolster security for President-elect Joe Biden's Wednesday's inauguration. Sergeant Dennis Riku says they are there at the request of the National Guard Bureau to augment the D.C. National Guard forces. These guys all volunteered for this mission, so it's not just one unit from one area. The task force is comprised of members from all over the state. Riku says the Guard flew out of Alexandria Airport Saturday, and they are scheduled to return Thursday, assuming nothing happens between now and then. State Senator Troy Carter receives an endorsement from outgoing Congressman Cedric Richmond as his replacement in the 2nd Congressional District. Political analyst Clancy Dubo says as for voter turnout, don't expect to see large crowds. It's not going to be like it was in the presidential race by any stretch. It's going to be a, a pretty low turnout, so it's going to be uh, a challenge to all of the candidates to galvanize their vote. State Senator Karen Carter-Peterson has also announced her candidacy, LRN. Are you a veteran who is homeless or close to being evicted? Volunteers of America is here to help you and your family. Through our Supportive Services for Veteran Families program, you could be eligible to receive COVID-19 relief temporary financial assistance for rent and utility payments based on household income requirements. For more information, call us at 318-221-5000 or visit voanorthla.org. That's voanorthla.org. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year 
for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 8th, Leo Nocentelli. January 15th, School of Rock. And January 22nd, Glenn David Andrews. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? All right, so we're going to go back to Steve. So, Steve, the reason it was such a, a head trip was that you you are blind and the other Steve is blind. And what are the chances of two blind Steves within two miles of each other? Wow, three blind Steves, three blind. We need another <laughs> one. Then we'll have three blind Steves. We need another one. No, we're not going to be campaigning for that. But anyway, so it, they have a, a wonderful elevator that will take you right up to the second floor. Did you not see it? Oh, I'm sorry. That sounds stupid to say. Did it's your, okay. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> did your companions not notice that? Oh, we didn't even know. We were into it. You see, uh, that, mm -hmm. that location holds something very special. The gazebo, when that used to be a park, is where I proposed to my first wife. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That Isn't it a fabulous redo of that building, though? You can see the gazebo and the lake, and it's just going to be such a scene, you know? For, they, they were explaining to me everything they saw, and my mind was playing the tape of the way that I used to see it. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, this is great, but you, you're going to love this. <laughs> So the waiter came over and, and took our orders, and then the girl came over with our drinks, and she said something, and, and she says, oh, I'm sorry, you can't see, can I? I said, no. She says, she says, I keep moving the water. And I said, that's okay, because she saw me reaching around hitting the table. Uh -huh. So the uh -huh. next time she came to the table, is Kevin says, here she comes again. So I turned and looked out the window and says, look, and they have the sailboat. Look at the birds flying by. She goes, I thought you couldn't see. I said, I can't. Ah. <laughs> so, we were drawing we were drawing a crowd by the table, so then I decided mm. to be to be quiet. When we were leaving, Kevin and Pam said to, to Pat Gallagher, they said, You remember us? And he goes, Oh, yeah, he says, I still owe you cooking a dinner on the boat on the Chifuncta River. You're the one that bought that at, at the <gasps> auction. And they said, oh yeah. And he says, I haven't forgot we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then he goes, 
Oh, I know you. Many, many, many years ago when I had the, the place in the old White House back behind Baldwin Motors, I went, yeah, Pat, we used to do business together. And he says, yeah, I remember that. Oh, well, good. Well, I'm glad you could see him. So we got to, you know, we got to talk for many, many years ago and, and just had good time. And you saved the day. Had you well, I hope not- you told Pat that because I want him to do some advertising on this show. I hope you told him that's why you went. I will tell him the next time I go. I promise. And that'll <gasps> See, probably be this coming talk. weekend. I will bring your name up. Yeah. it's uh, So how were they busy? Oh, I'm going to tell you what. That dead man ain't going to have no problem. Oh, no. That, that place location. is going to be solid gold. Solid gold. Uh, the bar, the people was at the bar. The people were at the tables. The downstairs sounded like a saint's game. Oh, there. really? Was the Oyster Bar yeah. open? It must have been. Uh-huh. You know, do I, know, I don't know for sure, but it must have been. And uh-huh. Tom will appreciate this because I know he loves oysters. Is Gallagher can still cook what, 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 what I call the quintessential fried oyster because when he fries it, the center is almost raw. You, the full taste of the oyster just bursts into your mouth when you bite into it. And he still cooks it exactly the same way. I was in heaven. Thank Good. you, Mary. I'm so glad. It's a great place. I love it. I love it. It's going to yeah. be great. Especially when the weather a- gets warmer. Ooh, it's going to be fantastic. Hard to get in, I'm sure. All right. I'm well, glad you called. A- Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Let's go to Gregory. Is Gregory still there? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, Gregory. How are you guys doing? Well, we got off to a slow start, I'd say, but uh, I think we're, we're leveling. We're leveling out. Like cruising cruising altitude now. I didn't know uh-huh. he was blind. I didn't know you had two blind Stevens. Isn't that bizarre? Did you hear the call where he first called? That's what's so weird about it. It's like he, he called, he said he was Steve, and then he no. said he was blind. And I went, wait a minute, that's not, this is not the same Steve. Well, he, and certainly it's just, gets, he certainly gets out and about. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Anyway, so what's up, Gregory? Oh, just a few things. Um, Of course, uh, let's see. uh, Quite an incredible holiday season for me. Um, You know, not too good, but not too bad either. Uh, Let's see. um, Oh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. um, This weekend, uh, Mr. B's. Mr. Mm. B's. You've, you've gone to Mr. B's Mr. quite a bit because I think the last time you called, you had just gone to Mr. B's. And all yeah, a bunch I, of bad, I, I, bad I just had to go again because I had friends in town. <laughs> I had friends in town. It was family, really. Uh, my nephew and his wife live in Chicago, and my daughter lives in Los Angeles. Not very far away from your son, by the way. She's yeah. in the entertainment business. Too. Anyway, there was about eight of us. And uh, it was it was kind of cool that they could have an eight person table there, but everything mm-hmm. was you know socially distanced, crying, yada 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 yeah, yada. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it was just as good as ever. It was just as great as ever. They, now, they, now this was Saturday night. And, uh, mm-hmm. I guess it must have been you know. I guess every other table was full because you know they mm-hmm. had separated and stuff like that. But, so what'd um, you have? Oh, man, we started with. All the appetizers, they 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 uh, they have a whole slew of appetizers. So we had, um, well, they do a rendition of, uh, well, 
somebody, that guy, Stephen, was just talking about flash fried oysters, how, how they fry them just right and where they're kind of raw in the middle. Yeah. Well, Mr. B's does that, too, and they roll them around in this kind of peppery sauce after they're flash fried. The, the only thing I can remember that's equal to that was the Asian Cajun, and Tom Tom remembers that guy. He was on Decatur Street for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, those <laughs> things were he kind of rolled them out, and it's like honey, spicy, glazy thing. It must have been shirasa. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was terrific. I had the barbecue shrimp. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Yep. There was black drum. There was shrimp almond bean. There was shrimp, uh, shrimp, trout almond bean. There was uh, uh, somebody got a steak. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, anyway, it was mostly Louisiana seafood. That kind of dominated the menu. And um, talk about how happy the people were to see us. I mean, you know, because I know a few of the guys there. And, uh, you know, like, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, what are you talking about? Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. the doors open. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's really sad. It's sad. the food it's, show. <laughs> Tom, Tom can you hear? Can you hear through the headsets? Do you hear people talking? I don't talking? think you can hear me. I don't That's, think you, you can know, hear people talking. <laughs> we have, we have two people thing. on hold. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. What? People on hold. Well, that's what? another thing. I like Tom to hear. Tom is our beacon of food epicurean wonders, and we hope to get to hear him. How many bakers do you need? <laughs> yep, yep. Tom is in the emeritus chair now, and uh, <laughs> I just wish he'd have his headsets on sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he'd, he, if he had his headset on, that'd be great. That'd be really, really swell. Don't strap him in uh, yet, please. Okay, Miss Marianne, please, <laughs> okay. please. I won't. I won't. I promise. Well, I'm glad well, you had a good time with Mr. B's. It's hmm? funny. Thank you. Because <laughs> yes, uh, that's a great restaurant, and we need to keep them all going. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah you know so. what? And and then we did our uh, obligatory walk around back to the car park because we always park at that little uh, garage right on top of Mr. B's. You uh-huh. know, right right there. Uh, at, the at, old uh, Solaris. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh-huh. And. um just looking at the street so empty, it breaks my heart. I it know. It just breaks my heart. I know. And we did a little yep. stroll up to up towards Canal Street to uh, look at Rubenstein Brothers and look at the windows because they're always so beautiful. And poor David Rubenstein and all those guys, man, they're suffering so bad with this stuff, man. Yep. I mean, I, think I know, Gregory. This is a this is a respite from the cares of the day, though. So we yeah, just have to say. Show. Be be out there, support, enjoy, keep living your life, eating in restaurants, enjoying it. That's all we okay, can do. Okay, well, well, thank God for Mr. B's and uh, all those guys. That for are all of them. On They're all still I mean, in there uh, batting away. It's, yeah, but it's about New Orleans, too, Marianne. Yep. And it's crying out loud. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. I don't know what I else to, to say, Gregory. I've, I wish I had better news, but here we are, you know? What's right. wrong? All right, take care. Oh, Tom, I'll tell you later. Wait, what? There's some later? I don't know. Does it have to do with running gloves? Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here to do that. Okay, I'd love to talk to you about food. Today is that show. What, Tom? If you don't call about food on our show, yeah, you uh, you have a. You're not calling about food. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Peking Duck Day. Peking Duck. You like that? That's, uh, that's when you have to put some effort into it. I do like Peking duck. It's a good dish you don't see around much anymore. Dings. 
Where was Dings, Tom? Where is what? D-I-N-G. That was in Metairie, wasn't D-I-A-N-G? it? D-I-N-G. D-I-N-G. Dings and the original Dragon's Garden began roasting Peking ducks in the late 70s. It sounds right. But... Ushering in a new Chinese era of Chinese cooking. Well, the dish we takes... did this uh, about three weeks ago. We got to starting about Chinese food for a little while. Yeah. Uh, does anybody know about what has just been specifically talked about? Well, I'm going to finish the... reading it. Uh, what? I'll finish reading it. Yeah. And you had another one. What was the name of it? The uh, dish takes several days to prepare. The first step okay. is hanging the duck to air dry for a few days. Next, it's roasted with a coating of honey and herbs. When it comes out of the oven, the chef presents it grandly on a platter at the table. After a round of oohs and ahs, the chef returns to the kitchen to cut the duck up, separating the skin from the meat. It returns on the platter with some green onions and hoisin sauce. You roll all of that in a pancake like a soft, thin flour tortilla and eat it with fingers like a burrito. The one more thing and morning to these sorts of things are the dish dishes from Chinese restaurants and other spicy things at Chinese or any other ethnic kind of restaurant. As a matter of fact, of any kind of restaurant, we'll put that on your plate and you'll take a bite of it and you'll say, this is very different from something I just finished eating. And he or she is right. And it is, uh, I think, one of the big missing uh, ideas for uh, as long as I can remember. Well, it's not found very often. It's not found very often, but you were saying that the best that you've had locally was Cafe East. Was that true? I would imagine that. Cafe, I miss Cafe East. I really miss Cafe East. They, yeah, uh, yeah, they don't only present the duck as it was just described, but with an additional stir-fried dish with vegetables and the miscellaneous parts of the duck. It's a meal in itself. I don't know when Cafe East departed from the scene. I don't know, but they have kind of like a second. It's uh, been at least four years, I think. Uh, at idea. least four and, years. And uh, it's there's a lot of a lot of variance there, but as long as it's good, I, I loved mean, really, it though. Who cares? I really, really, if, really loved it. If I it's delicious, great. Ding! You have hit the cap. Yes, let's take a break. We will be right back. Five five six nine six nine six. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. I want to mention, if you are in the market for a grill, Basil's Ace Hardware has the Weber Smokefire Wood Pellet Grill. It can cook your food low and slow. It can cook it sizzling at 600 degrees. 
They have just about any, they can do it fiery. You can really turn up the fire. It does it all. That's the Weber Smoke Fire Pellet Grill. If you have not seen it and are not familiar with that particular grill, go see it over at Basil's Ace Hardware. All right, we are back to talk some more food. 556-9696 is the number. We want to talk food with you. That's all we do. That's what Tom's been doing for almost 33 years. Peking duck. Uh, I haven't had a Peking duck in a long time. I know that the new entry in the Chinese, the hip Chinese scene, Blue Giant, has some big presentation of a Peking duck, but um, I like, I like it, um, you know, I, I don't know that I've had Peking duck at, uh, at Trey Yen. I don't think they serve it there. I've had the Warshoe Up there, which is a fried duck, and it, it was, it's really good, but I, uh, I do love Peking duck when I see it, and it's National Peking Duck Day. Joseph Glidden was born today in 1813. He is as responsible as anyone else for the amount of beef that we eat in America. He invented barbed wire, cheap but very effective in keeping cows from running off before its use. Cattle roamed freely over the range, making them tough on farmers and cattlemen alike. And then the beef industry boomed because they could corral the cows. And voila, beef industry, what was this? All those, I'm, I'm running through the, the various beef slogans through my brain and they've all jumped, jumbled into one. So I can't even think of one in particular to say, but I just am thinking of all the, the beef commercials that I've seen throughout the years. Five five six five 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 six nine six nine six. I don't think I uh, I ever did finish with snow peas, Tom. I think you interrupted me. The edible dictionary word snow peas. It is a crunchy, flat pod containing immature peas eaten whole. Snow peas were once the exclusive property of Chinese restaurants, but now many people buy them for side dishes or salads. You know where I think of when I think of snow peas? Yes. The only restaurant where you can be sure to see snow peas is as a side dish at Zia. Chia? Z as in zebra, uh -huh. E-A, Z-A. Mm -hmm. There are a variety of the standard pea that's picked when the peas inside them are so small that they barely make a bulge in the pod. We've heard two explanations of the name. The first is that since they're planted late in winter and soon harvested, in some places there may actually be snow on the ground at harvest. The other is that the pods give a, a whitish reflection from sun rays. Some recipes call for removing the strings from the pods, but that's not necessary. I'm not a big fan of snow peas. Do you like them? Snow peas? Yeah, do you like snow peas? Uh, it, different people name different uh, things for mids pie. I, I've seen snow a bunch peas. of... Snow uh, peas. I, I wouldn't say that it's something that I try to kick off my uh, plate just so I can get two or three or more of those. I, I can't say I've been wild about them, but it, it's a better than normal organization. And a, I feel like snow peas came in with the 
eat healthier world. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of when that is. It's been around for a while. Oh, I feel yeah. like snow peas Eating. have been around for at least 20 years where you'd see them in restaurants as a side dish. You don't see them a lot, probably because not a lot of people would be looking for them. When I think of Zia, that's the only place I think of where you can expect to get them on a regular basis if you were so inclined. So enough people must eat them because as we were talking about the other day, if something is on a menu and then it disappears from the menu, the chances are that even if you really liked it a lot, that meant that very few other people do because the restaurateur would not keep something on a menu that's not popular with enough people. So the fact that Zia has snow peas on their menu must mean that most people like them more than I do. They're just kind of a, eh, I would never seek them out. If they came to me, I might eat them, but I would definitely never seek out snow peas. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk about snow peas or anything else, I would love to do that with you. So with Tom, if you know of a great place for Peking duck, uh, I would be most interested in that, actually. Happy birthday to Keith Young's, 2005. This is the... uh, the day it was well okay so wait so if it's if today is their birthday i'm really i'm just like (laughs) i'm showing my scatterbrainedness so i said when i introduced the idea that keith young was having an anniversary today i said well they must have opened at the end of 2005 but duh today is the birthday so they did not open then they opened today in 2005, and I'm sure people have been scratching their heads thinking, what? Yeah, so today is their actual birthday, January 18. So I guess they must have closed briefly because we didn't really get hit too, too hard over here. A lot of tree damage, but other than that, the schools were open pretty fast over here. Mm. And it's So happy birthday to Keith Young today. Warmer. What? It's not particularly warmer either. It's still pretty cold out there. It's incredibly cold. I'm shocked by how cold it is for how sustained. I had to bring in, I finally had to break down, open the door, wrestle my cactus in before it died because it was definitely looking sad and brown on the edges. And that's kind of surprising Mm -hmm. because cactus actually have a lot of tolerance to cold. If you were out in Arizona, the temperature at night and the temperature during the day can sometimes swing as much as 40 degrees. So uh, cactus can sustain cold, but I don't know if it's cold day, the whole day. Like that's what's going on here. It's, it's every single day, Mm -hmm. all day that it's been cold. Go ahead. What? When you get, when you get a a brief, uh, would you tell me about it? Uh, About what Tom? Oh yeah. There's a, a, restaurant that I attended a couple of days ago uh, to the effect that there Oh, we was, haven't talked about it. That's right. And I, I don't have the details other than we did if you not live talk about in it. Covington. Yeah. Uh, you are, yeah, that's quite I forgot Covington. all about it. Okay. And uh, it is... Uh, it was forgettable. Uh, what uh, has happened is the, the chef of and everything else there, uh, the chef involved uh, has house kept uh, 
a few slices of. Uh, We're talking about Marcello. March? No, Marcello. I'm not believe it or not. You're not talking about Marcello. Although that's a good thing. What are you talking but about? But now we, it's a, a, a little restaurant. Lola? That, are you talking about no, Lola? No, no. Uh, he's dressed up. Uh, it's, it's very casual, but very casual and uh, very loose, and people were having a good time. And I remember this uh, some years ago that it had been before. And the way things were rushed, I was running in and running out. Anyway, it was a restaurant. This would have been, again, on uh, right off of uh, uh, the place we had just talked about. More and more, uh, excuse me, I'll get this out yet. Okay, uh, why don't you think about it? And we'll yeah. come back to this. Young guys and uh, a, a special party that was held. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, would like to hear about it if you give us a call yeah. to. Five One, five six yeah. nine six nine six. So we went to Marcello in Covington. That surprised me. Which but good. I have been counting the days till they opened because uh, we were huge fans of Marcello in the warehouse district. Yeah. And um, when I realized that it was Marcello that was opening, I was just very excited at that news. And so we've been sort of staying on it and paying attention to it. And then finally they opened on Friday night. So we went on the yeah. second night that they were open, which is something Tom has been advising against for his entire career. And, uh, and we have had better luck with that than you would think that Tom, you know, would, well, he's always said, just don't go to a restaurant for six months. Let them get their act together. And so we didn't usually do that, Mary Lee and I. And lately, Tom's been dragged along because I'm the one driving. So, okay, well, let's let's see. We'll take a call just for like a minute or so. Let's go ahead and, and go to Paul. I'll, I'll pick up on Michelle. Yeah, maybe that. somebody will pick this up. Are you there, Paul? Hey, Marianne and Tom. How are you? We're good. Fine. How about you? Come on in. Old friend from Our Lady of the Lake days, Paul and uh, Leslie, and our son was Bo with Pastor Jude. Yes, and, hey, uh, hi. Yeah, Eric, Eric's brother-in-law. Happy yes. New Year to you guys. Hope all is well. Yes, uh, yes. I actually taught Eric how to make a gumbo last weekend. He had never made a gumbo before, so I figured that when I do call you, I would tell you that. And now okay. he's the chef of the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to mention two restaurants, and of course, Keith Young's anniversary. They are still my favorite cheeseburger, and uh, just, a, just a great hamburger. We go there frequently for lunch, and I always get Agreed. the cheeseburger. And um, Leslie and I went mm -hmm. to Felix's Fish Camp right outside of Mobile and had the West Indies salad and the raw oysters. Uh, two weekends ago, and those were the best raw oysters I've had in a very, very, very long time. And uh, that's I've about not it. heard of Hope Felix's. You guys are doing well. This is this is a pretty uh, in the donuts. We, yeah. Who remembers this? But it was in uh, uh, getting into this. I thought it was well done because the waiters did a, a pretty new menu. I, uh, I've not heard of Felix's. Um, okay. We know of Stinky's Fish Camp out there, but I do love that fish camp thing. Are you still there, Paul? No. He's gone, I guess. I'm okay. still looking. All right. The, uh, we have the top of the hour news coming up from the Louisiana Radio Network.
And we'll be back to talk some more food talk after that. But um, I'm glad that he called because that set me straight on the Keith's anniversary, which is today, Keith Young's in 2005. That's big news on the North Shore. The North Shore dining scene was greatly elevated when Keith Young's arrived on the scene. Brian Diaz here, host of the NOLA Drink Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. Joe Biden set to take place on Wednesday, and the commanding general of the D.C. National Guard says they're taking no chances leading up to the inauguration. The FBI is scrubbing, the Secret Service gives out their credentials, and then we have other agencies helping with the scrub as well. Major General William Walker speaking on NBC's Today Show. Worth noting, there have been no specific threats of violence regarding the inauguration. Security forces in Guatemala clashed with a migrant caravan on Sunday. Between 7,000 and 8,000 migrants left Honduras, headed for the United States to seek political asylum as Joe Biden prepares to enter the White House. The first thing we will do when we arrive in the United States is find a job. That immigrant speaking on Fox News, USA Radio News. Attention business owners body slammed by overwhelming debt. If your business is in trouble, hassled by creditors, if you're frustrated, finally fed up with big business bailouts while your business has been left for dead, please listen close. There's a brand new fast track bankruptcy. Some have even called it the biggest small business bailout in American history. Designed for individuals and their businesses. And look, almost no one knows about this yet. My attorney wasn't even aware of it. The truth is, beating the system has never been easy because it's rigged in a sense against the little guy. But here's the jaw-dropping news nobody's talking about. They've literally just changed the system so that you can beat it. But only if you understand how the new game has to be played. Find out if you qualify at pocketsoflight.com. This government-backed small business repair program is still legal, but may not be renewed after the election. Fight back fairly. Fight back ethically at pocketsoflight.com. Johns Hopkins University says the United States is very close to reaching 400,000 deaths from COVID-19. The death toll stands just under 398,000. Dr. Michael Osterholm is with the University of Minnesota's Center for Infectious Disease and Research and Policy he tells MSNBC he believes the worst is yet to come. Well, I've often been uh, trying to call this uh, pandemic much like a baseball game to give you a sense of where I think we are. And unfortunately, I've been saying for uh, several months that I think we're basically at the bottom of the third or top of the fourth. And I don't think we're much farther than that right now. Uh, I worry that the very darkest days of the pandemic will be before us, even though we have vaccine coming, which is a very, very good thing. I think this new variant, this mutated virus that we're seeing in England, Ireland, and elsewhere, which is now here in the United States, means that we could have really our roughest days in the immediate months ahead. USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air.
There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Joe Biden unveiled an ambitious $1.9 trillion economic plan late last week. One of the things in the plan that has bipartisan support is sending out increased stimulus checks. A part of the proposal where Democrats and Republicans disagree, though, is sending out money to state and local governments. Republican Senator from Florida, Rick Scott, believing wrong. We shouldn't have Florida taxpayers bailing out New York. We cannot be bailing out these these states for their prior problems. We've given the states over a half a trillion dollars. Fair skies tonight. Sunshine coming back at us tomorrow. Looks like really decent weather at the beginning of the week. Not bad the second half of it, but by then it's a chance some widely scattered showers to return. Today, tomorrow, sunshine and a bit more clouds. Still fair conditions on Wednesday. A little warmer, too, each day. Today's 60-ish goes down to lows of the lower to upper 40s tonight, followed by a sunny day tomorrow. Our highs tomorrow to the upper 60s. 60s again Wednesday with a partly cloudy sky. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Another thing things being talked about by the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. My wife Marianne is here around Hi. somewhere. Oh, you're there? Hi. <laughs> oh Lord, Hi thank God we don't have a, what's, a uh, webcam. Go ahead. What's cooking today? Get it? Get, what's <laughs> cooking? Get it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I ah, do. Come on, there it is. It's a joke and you I didn't do. know for it. <laughs> what will Let's we ever do <laughs> to make up for that? We'll talk to Michael seventy five. Let's go to Michael seventy five. Save me. Well, I can't solve all your problems. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day. To you too. Wait a Thank you. Uh, because of the because of the tragic events that occurred last night in our city's greatest edifice, I have taken to paraphrasing Shakespeare's most immortal epilogue. Here it is: a glooming yeah. peace this day with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head, for ne'er was there more a tale of unease than that of the saints and the old man breeze. I don't know what you were talking that, about. I'm trying to think of what happened. Where, where did that come from? So, okay, so the saints lost. Was that is that the translation? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. One of the greatest event, worst event in our history. It was like. Uh, uh, December 7th, 1941, <laughs> a day that'll live in infamy. I beg your pardon. I like December 7th, but not 1941. Yeah. Well, why do you like December 7th? Because that's my birthday. Really? On Pearl Harbor Day, really? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of uh, tragic events, how's your hamstring? Actually, really good. It's really good. good. What, what did you do? I've just been good. I've just been sitting in my little campsite most of the day, and uh, and I've been doing a lot of ice, and I've just been a good patient. So, Beautiful. 
Yeah, so it must not have been as bad as it felt initially. Now let's talk about food. From the, greatest, about food. the greatest seafood restaurant in the history of New Orleans. You know the name Eagle of that? Sitches. Eagle Sitches. You got it. Here it is. It's called Muddy Water Something I'm Cooking. This is what you do. You pour canola oil into a skillet and set it on medium heat. You add flour and stir until a roux develops of a peanut butter color. You place anchovies into the skillet and you smash into the roux. Slowly stir in chicken broth to form the gravy. Add garlic and cook for approximately five minutes. Add jalapenos and cook for approximately five minutes. Pour the sauce over the pan-fried trout or shrimp. Sprinkle with some parmigiano reggiano. That's the recipe of the day. It's fabulous. That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sitting here, molting. Interesting. It, it, it's even interesting. Had, it did, um, did they serve that at the old place? Oh, definitely. It's in his mm -hmm. cookbook. Yeah. I haven't looked one at their cookbook. His, yeah. One of his, that was one of, his one of your top, favorites? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of his top things and one of my favorites, yeah. Are you personal friends with them? I know uh, Anthony a little bit, yeah. I wouldn't call uh -huh. him personal. Uh, okay. I, would, uh, I would ask, uh, we, were, we were in a play, uh, at a play in, in, on Broadway a few years ago, and Chris Ross was the star, okay? Uh -huh. And one of the famous lines I got, he said, was, after the age of 25, I have no more friends, just acquaintances. So that's why he was at a quaint. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you knew how to get a hold of him. If anyone knows how to get hold of Anthony Uglisich, uh, would you send that uh, info to Tom at nomenu.com? I would love to have him on the show. We lost touch with him. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I, I saw him, him, him at a, a Pelicans game a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a couple of years ago. We need something a little more current. So, right. uh, what, I, what, what I heard, here, here, this was, you know, his restaurant was in the middle of a uh, uh, urbanization program. I was about to area. say, in a place that needed gentrifying, yes. Yeah, it was uh -huh. a gentrification program uh -huh. in that area. And, and uh, I went to a meeting one night of the uh, committee to gentrify, and they said that, that that was the only place that would not sell and allow it to be gentrified. <laughs> but about... I, think I was about to say that's the only the place there that's not gentrified. Go ahead. Right, but within the last six months, I I saw uh, somewhere that it had been sold. Oh, so hopefully, good. Hopefully, hopefully, he hadn't died and the, and the estate sold it, but I, I don't know. Uh huh. That's interesting because um, because that is a gentrifying area for sure. But every time I pass there, there it sits, just abandoned from well, so many exactly. years ago. Hmm? Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the the area is really getting uh, fixed up. Better slowly, slowly yeah. better. Yeah. It's okay. Better. So, anyway, uh, have a good MLK day, and uh, glad your hamstrings better. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> five five six nine six nine six is the number. I don't want it to get too better, too fast, because I'm using it as a good excuse that I can um, be at home rather than um, running Tom around hither and yon. Listeners, so I'm, please do not <laughs> get it. your car uh, washed off while we're in the middle of our program. Yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, 556-9696 five, five, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Uh, yesterday, Tom, was Benjamin Franklin's birthday in 1706. 
He did not invent the almanac, but he certainly set the standard with his poor Richard's almanac. We talked about that, like, I don't know, maybe last week or the week before. I guess it was the anniversary of poor Richard's almanac, but it made him into a rich man. And he was quite the gourmet, wasn't he, Tom? He had grammed a lot of things uh, along that part yeah. of the city that day. Anyway. It's uh, what I'm thinking of, anyhow. Yes, Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers. Your deaf dining rule, number 434, before you order a dish described as including spinach, find out whether the spinach will be visible and tasteable. If not, it's just there to boost sales. Everyone falls for spinach. And, and why well, not? Well, it's still because there, it's so good you for you. catch another day. I mean, uh, spinach is one of the top five foods for lowering stress. Everybody, everybody loves it's it. One of my one of my big things about spinach. Next time, the old kitchen sage says that the next time you cook spinach for anything, give it a single shake of nutmeg. When you eat it, you'll wonder why it tastes better than usual. You know what, Tom? I might just do that because I never use nutmeg. And I wish that I did a little bit more. You know what? Um, you can really kind of pop the taste level in a basic vegetable with just a simple little thing like what you just said. You know when Joanne, this is my, um, my son's mother-in-law out in California, who is a really great cook. And um, I stayed at her house when I was recuperating from my back injury and she got me to eating again. And I'm still kind of mad at her for this because I gained 10 pounds, but she started uh, me eating with a simple red sauce. She's Italian and the simple red sauce dish with pasta and um, it was turkey meatballs, like a bolognese, a turkey bolognese. And it was just spectacularly good. And I just couldn't stop eating it. And then I just kept on eating. And I was lying on my back and eating and I gained 10 pounds pretty, pretty quickly. But um, she has a special thing that she does with broccoli that I've mentioned on the show before. And I just think it really does make a whole lot of difference. When she cooks broccoli to that perfect sweet spot, which is you stick a knife in and it comes right out, but it's not crunchy in any way. She takes lemon and just like quickly spritzes lemon over and it really does perk it up. I think it's, I think it's an exceptionally better taste of fresh cooked broccoli with a little spritz of lemon. So I might just be down for that spinach thing and put a little nutmeg on the spinach, Tom. I'm going to give that a try. All right, let's go to a break. We will be back. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. 
The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Ponchatoula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich, New Orleans Ice Cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Night and day, you are the one. Okie dokie, 556-9696 is the number. Tom, today in 1871, Andrew Halliday patented the design of the cable car used in San Francisco. When we see a cable car, the St. Francis Hotel comes to mind. Yeah. And, and that, what? And a little poke house right outside. Uh, that is run by a, a, a cat uh, pet and is seemingly having a hard time. Okay, I don't know what any of that means. But anyway, the St. Francis Hotel is or was your very favorite hotel in San Francisco. I know we've stayed there a couple of times. And Michael Mina had a restaurant there. I think that was his flagship. Was that the flagship Michael the Mina Western? restaurant? Michael Mina at the Westin St. Francis, yes. Hmm. Michael Mina is a celebrity chef who um, I think started at the St. Francis, I could be wrong, and um, and then had a place in, well, various other places. And uh, I'm about to sneeze, so <laughs> when you announce that you're about to sneeze, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, there's just no way around that. We don't have any more little buttons here. We just got to do it. Um, he started out the St. Francis, and then he had a place in Los Angeles and various other places. And I don't know where he is now or what he's doing, but I am kind of curious. So I'm going to going to try and pop him up while while we're on the air here. Uh, that might be a little tough for for one thing. They don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, safe, safe. So he's in Las Vegas. He's got a place in Las Vegas now. Well, that's tough. That, that might be the only one he's got. That's a long way. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, Kansas City has lightened up and lightened up. But the last few that I've been there, uh, well, that I could be there, it was uh, kind of, they. it almost seemed like they had no idea exactly what to do. Well, it doesn't look like, I don't know where they're, okay, so he's got a place in San Francisco, apparently, um, and and I don't, that, that looks like it might be the only one, Michael Mina. No, it's, it's no he's, got, he's got a place called, oh, you know what, he does have bourbon steak. Yeah. He does, he's got, you know what he did, he wound up moving into the, um, the steakhouse genre, 
and he has his bourbon steak, which is a really good place. Do you remember the bourbon steak that we went to in Los Angeles, Tom, which was sure in, in America, Americana at Brand? It's still there. So he's actually got quite a few restaurants because bourbon steak uh, is one of those um, like lower, I won't say lower tier, but um, more casual um places that sort of tend to reproduce. He's got one in Nashville and Miami and DC, Scottsdale, Orange County. Oh, so he's doing really well, Los Angeles. Yeah. So bourbon steak. If you are out in Los Angeles and want a good steakhouse, Michael Mina bourbon steak is a good place to go. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you. I have another edible dictionary word. Also brought to you by Dorignax. One of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, according to Food and Wine magazine. And it is a, um, it's an exotic one. It's, the edible dictionary word is arroyas con calamares, which is rice with squid. I wrote I a piece on yesterday. squid Did today. Did we get any squid people? Uh, and well, you know, it's funny because I was over the weekend, I got one of the things I love about being in my current state of semi-infirmity is that I'm just getting a lot done. So I sat right in my little spot here and I worked on a new segment that we're doing starting February 1st. Well, Which is kind of a really it's cool. There and it's it's going to be a cool little thing called fish school. And very cool. Fish school. Cold even. And uh, I have to say, I didn't even come up with that name. The client came up with the name, and it's going to be where we feature a different fish and um, talk about it a little bit and what you might do with it. And um, I was writing about squid. And I'm not a big squid fan, but I had uh, several. Actually, what's funny about it is there were several entries in your vast body of work that um, referenced squid. So I've, I've been thinking a lot about squid. But Arroyas con Calamares is rice with squid, but that doesn't capture the big time distinctiveness of this familiar Spanish dish. One of the main ingredients of the dish is ink from the squid's system of camouflage. A little of it goes a long way. A well-made bowl of arroyas con calamares may be as black as anything you ever eat in your life. Do I really need to eat something black? I don't think so. Well, the ink provides not, not just color, but flavor too. Do you actually like the flavor of squid ink, Tom? What does very, it taste very much I do. What does squid ink taste like? They're delicious. Well, what does it taste like? What? If you could liken squid ink and the flavor of squid oh, ink to something, right, you, what would it be? You get oysters Rockefeller and then you fry some oysters. No collection, anything in common at all. With, with squid ink, I agree. Henry, did you ever have you ever heard squid ink? Me? I have no, never Henry. tried squid ink, no. No, I was gonna say I, I would imagine that maybe Henry had run into squid ink at some point. Okay. A well made bowl of Arroyos con calamares may be as black as anything you ever eat in your life. The ink provides not just color but flavor. It's usually made with enough pepper to make an impression that way too. It's served as an entree most notably, and also, also it might not seem to be the sort of thing that wears well, no avid diner leaves any of it behind. 
Okay. I know if Michael had not called already, and don't call back, Michael. If Michael had not called already, he would have talked about his, what is it? Risotto Negro or something that he always talks about, which is the squid ink risotto. I do like risotto sometimes if it's a good one. It's hard to make good risotto though. Don't you find? 99 times out of 100 and one of my favorite places to have oysters. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Tom, how do oysters figure in absolutely everything you're saying I said the wrong word entirely. Uh, The first time oysters Uh or uh, a lot of variations on uh, 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 pasta Uh is when some Italians would come in and get the oyster, all the deviations that I just mentioned, and they put them together. Now that's a, a, a kind of a reach and something really unusual, but it's the, the cod by some people said the first time they ever ate that. So uh, it's it's a little out there and, and doing things. Okay. The words to eat by today, Benjamin Franklin, kill no more pigeons than you can eat. It's there. Squid ink. <laughs> I think that's a really good bit of advice. Tell them that. Tell them this is what you want, and that's what you'll get, and you'll like it. I I really think you will. Squid ink? Okay. Squid ink. So tell them, have you ever made risotto? Back to risotto. Have you ever made risotto? What? Have you ever made yourself risotto? Yes. When? I've made it. I've made it from scratch. When? Because I've never been around you when you did. Well, some of us are really good at it, and some of us aren't here at all. Well, you have the Arborio rice, and Uh, you're not supposed to rinse that rice, right? Risotto is not rinsed, hence the, um, I won't say stickiness of it, but its creaminess comes from the starch that is not rinsed off, correct? It's one say you can put it, but I liked it. Okay. I love it too. I love risotto. It is very hard though to find a good risotto. You know who has a good risotto? Um, Anadel Plantation. Anadel mm-hmm. Plantation has a crawfish risotto that I like. Yeah. And yeah, they do. And I'm trying to think of any other risotto that I've had that kind of made an impression on me. You don't really see it that often. I don't see it that often. I like it, but I don't see it very often. Lola in Covington had a really good risotto a long time ago, and I don't think I've seen it since then. But it can be really, really great if you, you know, if you get a good one. On the other hand, I had a risotto looking dish on Saturday night and was I was frightfully underwhelmed by that meal. And it didn't really have so much to do with, um, with, well, it had a lot to do with a lot of things. But the value of it was very unpalatable to me. I thought it was really expensive for what you got. I'm where talking is, about where when exactly we went to Marcello on the second day of it being open. So I qualify this report this? by saying this is the second day, which flies in the face of everything Tom has built his career on, which is don't go to brand new restaurants. 
And the reason that he says that, um, because uh, it can blow up in your face. We've gone to a lot of new restaurants on the first day. Like we went to Pat Gallagher's Restawile on its second day. No, it's ninth day. Okay. I don't, you, no, you, second you day. It was the second back day away there. From that it was the second day. And that was really good. It is good. It was That's really the good. Problem. And um, I'm trying to think of other thing. places that we've been that, uh, you know, that it was good. But um, this was not the case. And this is the first time in a long time, because like I say, we do it all the time. It's the first time in a long time that I felt, you know, this is really a good example of what Tom is always saying. We went to Two Jacks on its first night. And while I wouldn't say I was absolutely blown away by how fantastic it was, I thought it absolutely held its own and was not, um, you know, was not something I went, oh, man. And which I did at this the Saturday night. That is how I left uh, Marcello. And I'm devastated to say that because it is one of my favorite Italian restaurants. So I'm hoping that um that it will change a lot as time goes on but it it was definitely That's what I, want. I don't know how you feel. yeah it was definitely not uh it was not a good start as far as i'm concerned and what what reminded me of marcello again was that the dish that i ordered for an entree was um salmon and it was 28 dollars and I was dumbfounded at the size of the salmon. It was Aura King salmon, so it was expensive salmon. I'll grant you that. But it was a really small piece of salmon. It was maybe an inch in width. It was maybe five to six inches in length and an inch in height. And that was it. And it was grilled over a bed of pretty cold. It was not supposed to be cold, but cold orzo pasta. And there was just That's nothing much to this exactly dish. That Bottom way. of the hour news time from Louisiana Radio Network. We will be right back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. We probably saw the last of future Hall of Famer and black and gold legend Drew Brees last night after the Saints' playoff run ends two games in and a heartbreaking 30-20 loss in the Dome to Tom Brady's Buccaneers. Brees has been contemplating retirement after the last couple seasons and once again plans to think it over. I'm going to give myself an opportunity to you know, think about the season, think about a lot of things, just like I did last year, and um, make a decision. Breeze looked off in his likely last game, throwing three picks. And 25,000 guardsmen will be in D.C. for Joe Biden's inauguration, among them 174 Louisiana soldiers and airmen who volunteered for the deployment. Sergeant Denny Recuse as the guard flew out of Alexandria Airport Saturday, and they're scheduled to return Thursday, assuming nothing happens between now and then. The Louisiana National Guard Task Force in D.C. will be assisting with communications and security support. And that's news for the Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Matt Doyle reporting. Okay, I see we have a full house. First question, Paul with the AP. Yeah, Coach, are you excited about this year's lineup? Excited? This year's looking great. I couldn't be happier with the six new additions this year. Next question, Pam. 
What can you tell us about this new six? First of all, the features are off the charts. Top prizes up to $100,000. Plus, they're looking extremely good. The cool graphics and colors just work well together. What? You know, they're, they're really just a great cohesive group at this point. Coach, what are you talking about? I'm talking about our new playmakers, the new Saints Scratch-Offs, of course. Play the new Saints $5 Scratch-Offs from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Also pick up the $2 Saints Go Fight Win. Win up to $14,000. Visit LouisianaLottery.com for second chance prize information. Coach, I must say, I'm impressed with this new lineup and our chances to win up to $100,000. I mean, with this group, everybody can score. Play the lottery's new Saint Scratch-Offs today. Must be at least 21 to purchase. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features new Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 8th, Leo Nocentelli, January 15th, School of Rock, and January 22nd, Glenn David Andrews. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Okay. 5569696 is the number. Tom is walking around eating his York peppermint patty. Because Tom's eating a lot of York peppermint patties today. I mean, not today, but these days. Uh, so we went to Marcello, the one, the new one in Covington, on Saturday night, and um, we were curious because that's a space that has been a lot of things, and. I don't remember what it was before it was Max on Boston but it was Max on Boston for a good while. And then when Max left, inexplicably, to move to the Holiday Inn, I don't understand that, but anyway, uh, it became a series of Latin American and Mexican places, of which there are really too many on the North Shore already. So none of them did very well and then it was vacant for a little while not very long and then i started seeing activity there and it was going to be marcello so we were very anxious to see when they would open and they opened on friday night so we went on saturday and there was very little done to the building which we were surprised by because i there's a, it's an odd building. It's like, it's a, it's an old house. And then there's this little porch that has two or three little tables in it. And then the main dining room had, I don't know, the main dining room had a decent amount of tables. And then there's another small room that's good for like a private group, you know, maybe eight people. 
and that's it. I mean, it's not a very big restaurant. And I guess, you know, we were really, really into the St. Charles, the look of the St. Charles restaurant, which was really kind of a glamorous place. They had, um, and they still do, because I don't know what the future is of it, but um, they had a front dining room, which had one look and vibe to it, a bar and room, dining room with the front windows. And then there was this back room that was the larger room, which is where all of the wine, um, the wine shelves were, and they were pretty much, that kind of divided up the room, lots and lots of wine where you could just sort of mill around and choose a wine. And then they had an open kitchen back there. And it was a really, it's a really pretty place. So this was obviously not going to lend itself to that sort of glamour, but um, there wasn't really a lot. It didn't seem like there was a lot done to the space at all. They did have a nice dark bar, which, you know, is, is very handsome. And then um, the dining room had a couple of little Marcello signature items, you know, like ceramic bull heads on the walls. They had this in uh, New Orleans at the Marcello on St. Charles, you walk in and there's a, um, it's like a, a knight with full chain mail and he's just sort of standing there in the corner. And they had another unusual thing in this room, but it was not that, it was just a much smaller version along the same line. So they did have a few elements of the Marcello look to it. They had the wine up against the back wall. It was just one little section of wine, but it was sizable enough where a person that was going there that was interested in wine could certainly find something to drink there. Uh, I, we were, you know, Mike called earlier, was wondering how they were going to handle that. They handled it very well, especially under the circumstances of the tight quarters here. So the wine program did move to Covington as well. And then, uh, and so the food was sort of an abbreviated menu, but it had enough things on it. And so we, uh, I know the appetizers had calamari, which we stopped Tom forget, from getting because he was the only one that was going to eat the calamari and he wasn't going to eat all of it. So we got something that everybody would eat more of. So we got the artichoke appetizer and the, um, crab meat i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to at the break go get the menu and get the name of it because um it was a crab meat dish which was two fried eggplant medallions and there was crab meat on both medallions and they were stacked and then uh i didn't notice if it's even a sauce there's some fresh tomatoes some capers, you know, it was good. It was not great. It just, you know, didn't make a real big impression. And then um, the artichokes were um, maybe six pieces and they were the long stemmed artichokes with a little bit of arugula underneath, no dressing on that. There was just a little smear of a dressing 
under the artichokes. There was a tarragon in it. It was like a tarragon mayo. And it was good. You know, it was fine. Um, and then we got, for entrees, there was meatballs and spaghetti, which was a shockingly small portion for $16. And um, then Mary Lee's boyfriend got a lasagna, which was $17. And it too was, I mean, it was adequate, but not, I just don't think of these things like meatballs and spaghetti in the near $20 range. The only one who's ever gotten $20 for meatballs and spaghetti uh, was Duke over here at, um, at in Teenies when he was there. But, but that's just not kind of normal price, I think, for that. It just seemed like if you're going to charge $16 for meatballs and spaghetti, and that's okay, I think it should be a bigger portion than was sitting on our daughter's plate. I mean, it's, it's spaghetti, you know? And then, um, I got the salmon with the orzo and spinach. There was very little spinach in it and the orzo just sort of sat there. I was really underwhelmed with that. And then Tom got the best thing on the table, which was veal, in a molly sauce, which was like a lemon cream sauce with capers and um, uh, artichokes, a lot of artichokes. There were a lot of artichokes on that. That was a nice size portion. It too was 20, I think it was like $26. And that was a much better value than what I had in front of me. But the bill was that in a glass of wine, a cannoli, the bill was $135. And that's not out of sight for four people, but I just don't feel like the value was there. And I thought that the, um, the level of excellence, which we really, really felt was pretty strong at the St. Charles location, I would say it was about half as good. It was about half as good. So that was not a stellar opening for Marcello, in our opinion. That doesn't mean we're not going to go back because, again, I think this is a good restaurant. But it is certainly um, uh, bolsters Tom's opinion that you should not go to new restaurants. Even if it's not a new restaurant that's just moved to another location, that's a good example of when it's, you know, it's not ready for you. So, but there were a number of people there and so they do know that they're open and I think that they're gonna do just fine, but uh, it'll be a while before we go back. We're gonna give them their proper amount of time to get organized because uh, some restaurants need that and others do not. I would say that clearly this one is one that could use a little time to to get it together. And so we're going to do that. I didn't finish on the Michael Mina. We got sort of sidetracked with that. The cable car passes right in front of Michael Mina's restaurant in San Francisco. This is about the cable car from last hour. It is uh, within a block of the Great Eastern, the favorite Chinatown restaurant. Finally, the cable car reminds us of Rice Aroni, the television commercials, the San Francisco treat. 
uh, showed cable cars with ads for Ricearoni on them. The ads are still on the cable cars. And they remind us also of Tony Bennett. And, <laughs> and Tom says, now we want to be in San Francisco, but he can speak for himself. The last time we were in San Francisco was in 2017. And uh, Jude had planned, we met Jude's family there, and he had planned all of the meals for us. And I think the best meal that we had while we were there was either at Flour and Water, which I'd be curious to see if it's still there, and Tartine, which is just a fantastic place to get sourdough loaves. And... Um, we, both of those are in neighborhoods that are, quote, gentrifying. All right, we are going to take a break, and we will be right back for some more chatter about food. Just about 15 minutes left of the show. If you would like to call, 556-9696 is the number. Join us, will you? Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. You make me feel so young. I just got up to go look for the Marcello menu and I uh, was not successful in finding it. It was sitting right on the counter. So I either picked it up with some other things and brought it in here, but I don't know where it is now. But anyway, I was going to go through a little bit of the menu. They had, um, it was a smaller menu than we were expecting. It was on paper like all of them are right now. And I, I'm still going to look for it. And if I find it, I'll go through a little bit of what it is. But um, I'm sure that there'll be plenty of people to go. It's not a very big place. And, of course, you know, everyone is spaced out now. So um, it won't be hard for them to fill up the dining room. So I feel okay about being honest about the report since I said that we were going. But... Um, I look forward to going back and liking it better. Yesterday was hot. Go ahead. Don, the gourmet neighbor. Let's, is it Don or Ron? Uh-oh, did I lose Henry? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Okay. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, well, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. I'm, I'm just calling to help Marcello's out a little bit here. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Was I this bad? Was, this was on you. You went too early. <laughs> you can't go to a I place. I said that. I said I that. I know. But I mean, and then you're in an Italian restaurant. You order salmon. That's on you. That would have been the last thing on the menu I ordered at an Italian restaurant. You know, you know I went in there. I went in there fully intending 
to get mm-hmm. red sauce and pasta. I did. Absolutely. But Absolutely. we were a foursome, and Mary Lee mm-hmm. got meatballs and spaghetti. Her boyfriend mm-hmm. got lasagna. Mm-hmm. So if there are four people and there are right. other things on the menu that are not red sauce and pasta, aren't you obliged to get something else? No, no, I'm going to get whatever I want. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about what other people are eating. <laughs> well, um, this is know, our I've job, all... so I have to have something that's to true. say. Go ahead. That's, that's true. This is your job, so you're in a different yeah. situation. Yes. But I have always thought, even when they were down here in St. Charles, that it was expensive. I've always felt that way. For what you got, yes. it's always, uh, yes. I've always left saying, wow, that really that was a lot of money for what we had. You know, so yeah. I don't think that it, it's, but give them some time. I'm sure they'll come around. And yeah, I'm sure that's what be, I said. I yeah, didn't say that, could, didn't that I? Be much better. Yeah, you did. Okay. Now, I tell you, you want some meatball. Uh, we went to Filippo. Restaurant <gasps> de Filippo with, about six, with about six of them. <laughs> I was uh, thinking about you. And I was thinking, Don is having a much better meal than yeah. I am. Our meal was fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it started with those. Have you ever had the crab fingers there that he does? Mm-hmm. Oh, with the butter and the garlic. Mm-hmm. I mean, just tons of garlic. Those were absolutely delicious. Uh-huh. This is Filippo, uh, folks. I, I yes, think you Restaurante said that. Filippo. Mm-hmm. Yes, in Metairie. And, uh, of course, we always share a small Caesar salad, which is more like a small side of cheese with some lettuce. Yeah. But that, was very, that was very good. Um, and the veal that night. Uh, my wife had the uh, veal parm. It mm-hmm. was outstanding. It was everything. And it, mm-hmm. it's real funny that you mentioned spaghetti and meatballs because that's what I was craving that night. Mm-hmm. And I think his is like fifteen ninety nine. I think it comes with a it looks like a pound of pasta mm-hmm. and these two meatballs that I mean, I ate half of one, shared one with uh, one of my friends and brought the pasta and meatball back home. It mm-hmm. was that much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely a value there. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Pasta, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not an expensive dish, you know what I mean? So it, right. if, if you're going to charge $16 for it, then give someone something to sink their teeth into, you know? And, you know, and, you know when you go to Filippo, to be honest, you could easily share an entree and still have something to take home. He is very, very generous with the portions, yeah, he is. for, for he sure. Is. Well, you know what it is? He's so... Um, he, <laughs> Tom used to always say that Pat Gallagher makes lusty food, which Mm -hmm. I love that word if you're talking about someone who is passionate about their food. Mm -hmm. That guy can cook. He can really cook. I'm not talking about Pat. I'm talk- Pat, Pat can too, but but in the case of Phil Gagliano, he can really cook. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He loves to do it. He loves yes. to feed people. Yes. He loves to see people enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you're in a bigger version of someone's house. Exactly. And you're eating at their kitchen table. And, you know, I mean, to the extent that he's always coming out, is everything okay? And, you know, he's just, mm-hmm. he's very attentive. He really cares. Yeah. And, you know, it's so, it's so interesting now to go in there, but you can see his whole family now growing up in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now all three of the girls are there and uh-huh. they were working that night. They were seating people. They were cleaning tables. Uh-huh. It was just, 
it was it was great to see that work ethic. It was great mm-hmm. to see you know a family run business like that. We really we really enjoyed it. it it's a it's a great little place, and uh, we enjoyed it. So yes, I had a better meal than you did. I'm sorry. You had a much better meal than me. I mean, I knew that going in. You had a because that is one yeah. of the best. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I can think of a better Italian restaurant over there than it, that. It's really good. No, if if I had to rank my if I had to rank them, I would probably say that Ristorante Filippo is one. Vincent's on St. Charles is two, not to be confused with Vincent's in Metairie because it's a totally different thing. And um, number three, I like Venetia's. I know you don't like that, but I like Venetia's. No, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's a. T- it doesn't seem favorite. like your kind of place, really. But um, oh no, but we enjoyed I, it. We liked it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like impastadas. Do you like impastadas? Uh, I'm gonna tell. I'll have to take that on. No, really? No. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you why later. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, uh, that sounds like a story. But back to yeah. Filippo. I just think that his food is is sensual. His food yes. is fantastically delicious and actually sensual, I think. And you, you know the two things that I've always wanted to get there, but I don't think that I ever actually have. Just because like you, when I go, I'm drawn to the red sauce. I love his red sauce. I have seen those huge, beautiful double-cut pork chops mm-hmm. and the steaks come out of that kitchen, and mm-hmm. they look beautiful. But every time I go, I never order that, it is, you know? It's all, it's all beautiful. You're making me yeah. want to drop everything, get in the car, if I could get in the car, and drive across Lake yeah. Tony to Phil's place. Um, have you ever had their crab, his crab meat salad? Yes, that's delicious <gasps> as well. And full oh, of crab gosh. meat, a ton of crab meat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, a $25 salad, so. Oh, but it's, you know. but it's there. I mean, no, I, I, I know. would bet I you know. to, yeah. No, he's, uh, like I said, he's, very, he's a very generous guy with everything, and, and, and the passion comes through in the food. And it does. If I, don't go th- if I don't go there once every six, six weeks, I mean, I'm just like, oh, we gotta get to, we got to get to sleep. Okay, right? we're going to go with you the next time. So next time you're ready to go to Phil's, okay. let's go to Phil's. I would love All to right. go to Phil's with you. Um, I guess it sounds like it's super, super busy, so maybe sometime during the week. But, um, yeah, but no, I think, I think that's a great restaurant. I hope you told him hello for us. I surely did. Okay. I surely did. All right. All right. Care, well, look, okay, so I was bad in reporting about Marcello because I was trying to be no. – I was trying to <clears> – <throat> what? No, I no, I mean, you, you – He had a delicious cannoli. Tom had a really good cannoli at the end. Does he make them there? Or <laughs> <laughs> does he get them from <laughs> – So I No, I, I just think that if you go to a restaurant, right when it opens, you get what you get. No, of course, and and I'm saying that, but you know, it's like, it's like we live on the North Shore. We're not traveling a lot. This was a big event in the culinary world over here, and Mm -hmm. I figured people would want to know what we thought or you know what was going on, so we would go and report about it. And I was hoping that I would have a much better report, but I was surprised that I didn't. And that's it. Well, and I, just, I want to say this again. We are Marcello fans. So we expect this to be a lot different. It is on us. We did go on the second day. I didn't okay. mean to beat you up. 
I no, 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 but I mean, up. you're right. It is. It is. But, but did you find, did, is that a description of the salmon dish at $28? Does that seem like wow? Because it did for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. And like I said, even when they were here, I found that the portions were smaller yeah. and uh, the prices were high. But yeah. one of the things that I'm really not crazy about is fried calamari. And uh -huh. two of the calamaris that I really, really liked, one was at Marcello's and the other is at Desi Vega. Okay. So it's odd. You, you, you should have got that appetizer. I think that's one of their best appetizers. Well, there were four of us, and mm -hmm. Tom was only going to eat a little bit of it. And then there was going right. to be a big pile of calamari that nobody ate. It seemed to me yeah. that it was a better idea to get something that everybody would eat. So Sure. No, I get it. That's but that, it. That's, yeah. we, used to sit at, we used to sit at the bar when one could sit at the bar. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the apps we'd, uh, we'd always get was the uh, fried yeah. calamari. So. Which room did you prefer at the, at the location on St. Charles, the front one or the back one? Oh, definitely the front. Definitely the front. We always sat in the front. Now, remember, I, you know, I've got a history with that place. That was Le Chat Noir. That yes. was Barbara Motley's place. And we've performed there before. Okay. So it was, look, one of my regrets was I wished I would have had the money at the time because I so would have bought that building. Oh. I, would, mm -hmm. I would have lived upstairs. I would have had a little dinner theater downstairs. It would have been perfect. <laughs> but Well, I wish you had too now because I know, I know that you would love to be doing that. Oh, yeah, well. I would. Yeah. Yeah, in another life. Well, you, in another life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Take, take care. care. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. You know, I... I uh, I can appreciate what he says about the front room because the front room is very distinctly different than the back room. But I liked each of them as almost their own separate restaurant. And it depended on the mood that I was in as to whether or not I preferred the front or the back. But they both definitely had their, their charms. That's for sure. All right, so Marcello is what we were talking about and Filippo which is Henry, if you are into Italian food Who isn't, and are looking for a mind-blowingly delicious Italian meal, Filippo, you can put that one on your list. I've added it already. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. Yes, <laughs> for sure. That's, that's a good, good, good one. Anything All right, uh, let's see. What else do we recommend? What's that? Anything on the menu you recommend, an appetizer or something? I, I just, I'm, you know, I'd have to look at the menu, uh, but I have never had anything. If you could just think that um, this is a person who loves olive oil oh. and garlic. Man and after my own heart. Parmesan cheese and a lot of Italian herbs. I mean, it doesn't really matter what's under all that, does it? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so order with impunity. It will be great. All right, that is about it for our show for today. If you would like to tell a friend about the show, I wish you'd do that. It's easy enough to do. They just uh, download the Simple Radio app. It's free. Type in 990 New Orleans, and there you go. If you've missed any of the show, you're going to have to get that on the podcast. Henry, I hope you sent me that last one and send me this one too, So, because I'm almost completely up to date 
on the food show on nomenu.com. That's where you'll find the podcast, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That is also where you'll find the almanac and the dining diaries and the uh, vintage works of Tom over the last 50 years where he goes into a lengthy dissertation on clams or whatever and you can really learn a lot that way uh we also have um events that are there things that are opening or closing um a restaurant list recipes all kinds of things on nomenu.com n-o-m-e-n-u.com that's where you can sign up for our newsletter which comes out twice a week all that stuff delivered to your inbox we have our instagram page at the new orleans menu we'd love for you to follow us there as well i have my own podcast emmy the story lady e-m-m-i-e where i read on spotify and those platforms to your kids and grandkids classic children's tales and Tim McNally is following us, as he always does, with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. We are done for the evening. We would love to have you join us tomorrow. This is WGSO New Orleans. Good night. Time for the news. Louisiana Radio Network. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune-in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. Congress an immigration bill that would offer legal status to an estimated 11 million people in the country illegally. This as a migrant caravan is making its way toward the U.S.-Mexico border. Outgoing head of CBP Mark Morgan telling Fox News. You've got a combination of open border advocates that are organizing these caravans and actually encouraging and driving the immigrants to, to participate, to risk in their lives. In addition to that, you have the cartels and the human smugglers that are doing the same thing. They're fueling the perception that our borders will be, uh, be open. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is no longer in the Senate. Harris turning in her formal letter of resignation on Monday to California Governor Gavin Newsom. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure. It tastes so good. I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit prostateoneperday.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. President Trump is expected to issue many pardons before he leaves the White House. The president has already pardoned over two dozen people. Dr. Anthony Fauci is expressing his belief that one of President